Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Cinema Soft Underbelly, where I talk about all things horror, uh, sci-fi, fantasy, gore, hard to find. I'm your host, Eugene Weaver, and uh, we're going to get started right away. This episode, I am going to be talking about um, not one movie in particular, or several movies in particular. I'm actually going to be talking about limited editions, uh, out-of-prints, and collectibles in the world of, of physical media. And physical media uh, is, unfortunately, it seems like it's a dying breed. I don't like to say that, because I am a collector, and uh, I've been collecting for... Uh, well, I've been collecting movies ever since the days of VHS, and from VHS to uh, Laserdisc, and from Laserdisc to DVD, and uh, now it's Blu-ray. And I do know that there are going to be uh, studios are going to be releasing Blu-ray 4K eventually. Now, I think that even Blu-ray, I hate to say it's a niche market because it's it's fairly. Uh, it's fairly saturated into the market. However, it's not. It never reached the heights of of uh, DVD, and uh, it's be, and mainly because of streaming media. And that obviously is the way things are going to be going in the future. Is is physical media? Um, it it already is. Uh, there are several studios that the only things that they're releasing anymore to Blu-ray or or even DVD are are brand new releases. So catalog titles are getting more and more hard to come by, which is unfortunate because uh, in back when DVD came out in, I believe, 96, 97, um, you know, the, it, it caught on immediately, and it was huge, and they released anything and everything, it seemed. And now with Blu-ray, uh, it's Blu-ray's been around for the consumer since, well, basically since the PlayStation 3 hit the market back in 2006, uh, 2007, right in there, and, um, and and throughout the years, there have been movies that have come out that you know are more hard to find genre titles, collectibles. Uh, but just recently, even more so, because the major studios have slowed down so much on releasing catalog titles that uh, niche studios have been uh, acquiring the the distribution rights for these movies and giving them remasters. To sometimes remasters, uh, which I'm going to be getting into that a little bit later, uh, but and then releasing these things. So we are still seeing movies that uh, that are harder harder to find. May some of them haven't have never even been released on DVD, or if they were released on DVD, they were re- released to the foreign markets, or the quality was so bad that you might as well just be watching a VHS, or that's probably what it was, was just a VHS transfer slapped onto a DVD. Uh, so now some of these movies are finding a new life on very, very collectible br- Blu-ray. And uh, I, for one, am all for this. I actually like the the uh, the very limited quantities or the special packaging because those are going to be even if if physical media eventually goes away I think it will and even if streaming eventually becomes even better than Blu-ray and it probably will these are still going to be very highly collectible uh, as some of the last physical media that you can get and then, you know I might be wrong who knows maybe maybe physical media will be around for a long 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 time I don't know but uh, regardless. I'm a collector. I have a good time collecting. I know it's an expensive hobby if you don't watch yourself. Uh, but sometimes 
the rewards are you end up having something that is uh, worth uh, a significant amount of money. And and I actually have some of them in my collection. And I'm sure that if you're listening to a show like this, you probably have some in your collection as well. Now, uh, I'm not going to get into any VHS or DVD or Laserdisc type collecting because those have their own uh, set of of titles that are very much uh, that are very much niche and collectible. Um, the uh, especially the big box VHS from back in the day, big box VHS. Uh, those things are some of those go for a lot of money, and if you know what I'm talking about, and if you see any of those big box, especially if in, in the horror genre, pick them up if they're in good shape because uh, those are highly collectible. But anyway, enough about that stuff. I want to focus on Blu-ray because Blu-ray was Blu-ray is where we're at right now, and Blu-ray is still to this day the best way to uh, watch uh, movies in your home. Streaming is not there yet. It's getting there, but it's not there yet. And uh, so it's still the the go-to for top quality video and audio, and I like that. I like that it's still top dog. Uh, so I'm just going to dive right in here because there's a bunch of different different ways that movies can be collectible and, and increase in value over time. Um, so I'm going to get started with uh, one of the nicest things that I think has that has been introduced into uh, the physical physical media world and that is steelbooks. And steelbooks are not just and I'll, most of this stuff that I'm going to be talking about is not just limited to you, here in the United States. A lot of it is actually uh oh, a lot over in Europe and even in uh, Asian countries Japan does this. But a, a lot of uh steelbooks seem to come from to me it seems to come from the United States and countries like Germany and France, uh, and some of those European countries, Italy. Uh, so I, I love collecting steelbooks. They're gorgeous and they are exactly what they sound like. The steelbook is, it seems it's like a book and you open it up and it's made of, it's a tin type thing. And the artwork is usually fantastic. And, um, it's just, it's so much better and more unique than the, the flimsy Blu-ray cases that these movies come in. Uh, so I love, love, love steelbooks. They fit nicely on your shelf with uh, the other DVDs, or uh, I'm sorry, other Blu-rays. Just a couple noteworthy ones uh, from uh, from overseas. Demons from Arrow is a great double feature on on uh, steelbook format, and uh, Arrow actually has uh, has a nice way of doing doing business. Uh, they are to me, Arrow is the uh, that's UK's answer to Criterion over here. Uh, now, granted, Arrow generally focuses on horror stuff, but but not just horror. There is some other stuff that they put out, but everything they put out is fantastic. Even if the movie itself is mm, so so so, the packaging is phenomenal, phenomenal, and uh, I give them high high marks for that. But uh, Demons is one. Uh, Dario Argento's Tenebrae is another. That's from Arrow, uh, and then there's Evil Dead. God, I actually have the Evil Dead Steelbook from from the UK. It's fantastic. I love the cover. I'll I'll own it forever. That's kind of my go-to. If I want to watch the Evil Dead, that's the one that I pull out uh, from the shelf to watch. Uh, so, and then there's a ton of others, especially again with Arrow. They've done uh, 
a bang up job on on Steelbooks. They've done some Vincent Price movies uh, on on Steelbook format. Uh, Abel Ferreira's uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, King of New York. They did that. Uh, ton of ton of great stuff. And any more, even over here in the states, movies that you wouldn't originally think would would be a good fit for Steelbooks because that's more of a premium collectible. I think it's it's obviously it's a gimmick, um, but there is movies that you would be surprised that are actually on Steelbook. Uh, most of the Resident Evils, I believe, got a Steelbook treatment, and uh, I just think that's kind of funny. Um, and to go along with that, those Steelbooks are generally generally made for brick and mortar stores. So you got your Target and Best Buy and Walmart, and they're all. They all get something different. So Best Buy, Best Buy might get uh, the limited steelbook of The Hobbit Extended 3D. And uh, Walmart gets The Hobbit Extended 3D, but theirs comes with uh, Hobbit figurines or whatever. And Target gets the same movie, but theirs happens to have an extra disc full of special features. Uh, it's happened with The Hobbit, it's happened with Django, it's happened with Star Trek Into Darkness, and uh, and it continues to happen. That's It's like the, the, the big brick-and-mortar stores get exclusive rights to certain things, certain packaging, uh, just to make them more collectible. Because right now, in, in this day and age, uh, people that are still buying physical media, they like to have something unique and different. Not, oh, I can just wait and watch Star Trek Into Darkness and... Uh, uh, I can watch that on Netflix here in a couple months. So, anyway, uh, that's Steelbooks. I love Steelbooks. Uh, if you see them, uh, another thing of uh, worthy of note here is with Steelbooks, make sure that they're in good shape if you're going to buy one because all it takes for it to go from worth a lot of money to worth almost nothing is a dent or a ding or a scratch. Those things need to be in pristine shape, at least from the... Uh, from the sites that I peruse, people want immaculate conditioned steelbooks. So anyway, there's that. Uh, moving on, uh, digibooks. I'm not going to spend as much time on digibooks uh, uh, just because there's not as many. And while they are, they're fun, they're cool, they're not as, to me, important. Uh, I would rather have the steelbooks. But digibooks would be, a couple examples would be uh, John Carpenter's Halloween got a digibook treatment. Uh, Exorcist did. Jaws did. Um, Jaws was, I well, I don't want to say for sure if it was a Best Buy exclusive, but there's a chance it may have been, but that's that's been out of print. Um, and then there's some other ones that are non-horror. Actually, uh, I actually have a Target, a Target sold it. It was a digibook of Walt Disney's Cinderella, and it's still unopened. I, I will not open it, at least for the time being, until my kids really want to watch it. But um, highly collectible item there. Uh, now, to go along with the Digibooks, what I think is a good segue from Digibooks into um, this other studio is, is because they're very similar in, in pack, packaging style. And Digibooks are essentially, it's like a steel book, but it's cardboard, and it's a book. So you open it up. Poltergeist is another one, by the way. You open it up, and the disc is in there. It's housed in its plastic holder. And then... There's the booklet that sometimes comes in these Blu-ray cases is actually on the inside, so it's it's like a book. So you're looking at a book, and um, it's a gimmick, and it's cool, and it's it's fun to look at and uh, to read over some of the stuff. There's some good stuff in there, but 
it's not to me that's not as important as as some other things. But to go along with the digi books, um, because sometimes some of the inside the the uh, the content is so good, like the the, the text. Um, I'm going to get into Criterion, and Criterion has been around since the Laserdisc days. Uh, in fact, I I still own Train Spotting Criterion Laserdisc. Uh, great movie, great transfer. I, I'll probably forever keep that thing. Um, here's the thing with Criterion is they put out high quality movies. Now, not all of their high quality movies I like. Uh, there's a lot of art house stuff there, but regardless, they are important movies. I do have some of their stuff. And no matter what the movie that Criterion puts out, the the transfers that they do and the packaging that they do is A+. Plus, um, similar to Arrow over in the UK. But their stuff is just fantastic. How, how everything is so laid out so well. And the booklets are like, you're, you're, we're talking like books. There's books in these things. And... Um, Highly, highly collectible. Some of them go out of print, and when they do, uh, a Criterion movie that is out of print uh, is they get to be worth a lot of money really fast. In fact, they get to be worth uh, a lot of money quicker than most other movies that might go out of print, just because it's Criterion. So um, they have a a huge library of movies that has now been released on the Blu-ray. I'm not going to get into them uh, because I need to move on here, but. Criterion is another really highly collectible, highly collectible Blu-ray. So if there are certain movies that that you're interested in and they are on Criterion, I would say dive in, spend a little bit of extra money, and get get the Blu-ray of uh, of the Criterion release. They're really really good. Um, and then we've got the special packaging. Now this is special packaging is not they may not be Steelbook or Digibook, but there's something special about them and the way they're packaged uh, and uh, Arrow over in the UK, I, I keep bringing Arrow up because they, they do this and they do it so well. They have special packaging that is just amazing. Um, even for movies that are not bad, uh, Dr. Fibes and, and the sequel, Dr. Fibes Rises, Rises Again from Arrow is one such release. Uh, same with um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Uh, these things get, it's almost like in a... It's in a box, and then it's there's there's numerous things that go into that box, uh, and uh, Battle Royale is another one, the big set, and it's it's just amazing the stuff that they put in there, um, highly collectible, highly collectible, especially Chainsaw Two and Doctor Fives, those are limited editions, uh, numbered limited editions, uh, so I love that the movies are treated with such care. The U.S. release of Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 uh, was, and I love that movie, but it was literally, it was just thrown onto a bare-bones Blu-ray. Not much thought gone into it. The cover is a silly Saw wannabe-type cover instead of the original cool cover that, that came with the movie. Uh, but Arrow remedied that with their release. Now, granted, if you're getting into U.K. stuff, uh, Obviously, one thing you're going to want to watch is that a lot of movies are Region B. And if you don't have a Region B player or a Region Free player, you're not watching it. So keep that in mind when you're buying stuff like this. Is that, uh, and, and Actually, some, some players have codes that you can just punch in and it unlocks it automatically. I actually have several 
region free Blu-ray players that I spent one I spent forty bucks on, the other one I spent fifty on. And uh, you type in a code, and boom, it plays any Blu-ray on Earth, and that is just that's great. I love that. So uh, so fear not if you have a, if you have a player that plays it, great. Dive in. If not, they are readily available. You just have to do a little bit of uh, searching. So uh, anyway, moving on from from those types. And uh, actually, before I before I jump from there to to the uh, to the to the next one, uh, along with these collectibles from Arrow, Arrow doesn't do this anymore. But they used to when they started out. Their Blu-rays they had slipbox packaging. And the slip box packaging was this. It was a cardboard sh- sheath that the uh, the actual plastic case would fit into, and then you pull it out, and then there was actually a poster in there and a booklet, and it, it was they were fantastic. Well, they they did away with those, so they're no longer available, and they're worth a lot of money. And I have almost every single one that was released. The last one that they released was Mario Bava's uh, Black Sunday, I believe. And that one and Black's, oh boy, was it Black Sabbath or uh, Lisa and the Devil, were released uh, in, I believe, only 500 copies. I have one of each. And uh, Lucio Fulci's Zombies, that was uh, another one that, that, uh, that was the last slip box, one of the last slip boxes that they released. I have that one. I actually didn't even open that one up. I bought that full price just to have. And then I also bought uh, another copy of it. in steelbook format from the UK, of course, uh, from Arrow, and that's the one that I actually opened up. But I, I because I knew that the slip boxes were going the way of the dinosaur, I'm like, get these and put them on the shelf and don't touch them. And I have not done that. So um, anyway, yeah. When and when you get into when you get into quantities of in the hundreds, you're talking down the road. If you think about it, down the road, those things are going to be worth some cash. I love that. And chances of me selling them are slim to none, but I just, I like knowing that I have those. So anyway, so those are hard to find. If for some reason you do come across one that is in a slip box, buy it, please trust me, buy it. Um, they're, they're not available anymore. Um, so heading back over here to the United States, uh, one thing that, that companies have been doing, like I said, in the beginning of the show is the studios have started up and they, they acquire the rights to release these movies and then they do remaster jobs on them, do new special features, collectible uh, packaging, new artwork, all that stuff. And it's like these movies are finding a new life on on specialty uh, boutique markets here on, on Blu-ray in the United States. Scream Factory is, of course, the number one company here in the United States right now doing that. Although there are other companies that are doing it. Vinegar Syndrome is doing it. Scorpion releasing. Even Blue Underground, to a certain extent, they're doing it. Um, and there's other companies that are that are doing it, too. Um, Rero is doing something. They've got some movies over here. And Arrow is actually going to start releasing movies over here in the United States as well. The collectability, I'm guessing, is going to be there. I'm not sure if it's going to be to the extent that they were in the U.K. with their Slipbox editions. And, but... Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but Scream Factory, I want to focus on them for a little bit. Uh, I could actually spend an entire episode, and I probably will at a later date. I'm going to spend a lot of time on their releases because the the tender loving care they show these movies is just fantastic, especially movies that I have a lot of their releases. And some of them are flat out not good movies, but uh, everything that goes along with them, the, 
like I said, the artwork and the, the interviews that they get and the making of stuff and the vintage stuff is so good that they're worthy of, of owning. Um, there's only a couple that I refuse to have in my collection because the movies are that bad. Uh, but movies that movies that um, I never thought would see the light of day on Blu-ray have been released. And some of these, uh, one in particular, there was a lot of work that had to go in. Actually, two. I'm going to say two. A lot of work had to go into bringing them to Blu-ray. And one of them was called The Final Terror. And um, that movie, it's a backwards slasher movie. And the uh, supposedly the film elements were damaged. And you can tell by watching the movie that they are damaged. But the fact that the movie is uncut for the most part, I believe it's uncut, um, and in the condition that it is, and the special features that are on there, is amazing. Uh, that movie was long thought to be, you're never going to see that the complete version of that movie ever. And here it is on Blu-ray. And if you're a, a slasher fan or a backwoods uh, survival horror type fan, that is a real gem in the rough. Uh, another one that I could spend a lot more time on, and I probably will at some point or another. I'd like to get into uh, some movies that are really good in the, the backwoods slasher survival horror genre, because that's a cool genre. I like that, the the wrong term type movies. Um, and then also, and it should be in the mail today for me, is uh, Clive Barker. Uh, he, he's got Nightbreed, that he made back after Hellraiser came out and the uh, studio notoriously took it from him and butchered the thing to bits. And it was long thought to be lost. Well, uh, if you're into horror movies and you follow horror at all, you know that all of that footage was found that was cut and uh, it was reinstated. It was cleaned up, remastered, uh, rescored all that stuff uh, and all sorts of special features as well as a limited quantity of 10000 Um It should be to me today. I, I got it for the low price of $54, and that's pretty good considering the list price is close to 100 on this thing. 70 80 bucks is what these things are listing at. Um, one thing with this limited edition is that it actually has the theatrical version of Nightbreed on there, and... Uh, that's not always going to be the case because that's going to revert back to the studio. But they they allowed uh, Scream Factory to have access to their their theatrical version, and so the only way to watch the theatrical version is on that super duper limited collectible deal from Nightbreed. Uh, but I can't wait to watch it. I've heard so many good things about it. I watched Nightbreed back on VHS years ago and thought, yeah, it was okay, but uh, it's it was totally not what Clive Barker envisioned. So let's see what his version is going to be like. Um, so uh, again, I could spend tons of time on Scream Factory releasing, uh, but I'm not going to. Now, uh, one thing with Scream Factory also is that they have collector's editions and then they also have their regular releases and the regular releases are sometimes there, there are two movies on one Blu-ray or they're, you know, two Blu-rays in one case and they're non-collector editions. However, a lot of those are every bit as good as the collector editions. It's just, they don't come with a slip, a slip cover highly collectible slipcover, I might add. Um, but uh, it's it's interesting that that certain movies that Scream Factory released that are in their quote-unquote collector's editions are movies like Deadly Blessing and Cat People, which are average at best horror movies, but they get the super-duper treatment. And then things like Leviathan, even The Final Terror, um, The Beast Within, uh, and to a lesser extent like 
you know, Z-grade slasher movies like Final Exam, those do not get the, the collector's editions treatment. Those just get the standard Blu-ray um, releases. So anyway, um, I, I think that uh, I think that that if you're a fan of, of little scene horror movies, Scream Factory is the way to go on on movies over here in the U.S., as well as Scorpion, and I'm going to get into Scorpion now, um, and the other the other labels that I said as well. Um, Scorpion is every bit as good as Scream Factory as far as the um, uh, as far as the special features and um, and all that. They don't release the amount of movies that Scream Factory does, but the stuff that they release, they look fantastic, fantastic. I'm watching a a slasher movie right now from uh, from 1980. Uh, in fact, I don't have it uh, over here to all the good. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, it's a it's a Santa Claus slasher movie. I just started it this morning, and uh, and I had never heard of the movie, but the quality is great. And I did a little bit of research on that, and that movie, uh, the the VHS release of it was j- just pitiful, pitiful. So to all a good night. There you go. That's I believe what it's called. So. Um, but Scorpion also is doing is doing the limited quantity thing, and limited quantities are um, are are something new that that these companies are doing to to boost business and boost sales. Uh, a lot of these niche titles they only sell they've only been selling like one to two thousand copies, and so it doesn't really justify doing a mass producing of of uh, of these Blu-rays. So what they're doing is, and Scorpion just did it recently is they'll, okay, we're releasing these four movies, a thousand copies each. Once they're sold out, they're done. And those movies were, uh, Island Claws, Mortuary, Girly, and Don't Answer the Phone. Um, once they're sold out, they're sold out. And I think that's going to be more and more the way things go with, with, uh, Scorpion and, um, Arrow does it over in the UK. Uh, they did a Hell Comes to Frogtown, which stars Rowdy Roddy Piper it was a thousand copies. That thing sold out. Um, Twilight Time over here in the United States does it, and they've been doing it ever since they started releasing Blu-rays back several years ago. Uh, they've released Night of the Living Dead remake from 1990, Fright Night, The Blob, Christine, um, and then a, and a host of other movies not horror related. Uh, they've they, that's their motto too: is three thousand copies of each movie once they're sold out, done. And um, I lucked out with the blob. It sold out, and they actually oversold. And so there's an issue right now of there's a lot of upset people because they they sold more than they were supposed to. So people are getting their orders canceled. But I actually was able to snag a copy of the blob. Thank goodness. So, but some of these movies like Fright Night, it goes upwards of a hundred dollars. Christine, same thing. Night of the Living Dead because the transfer was botched. Uh, it's it's not a good transfer. That usually sticks around the fifty dollar range. Which is still ridiculously expensive for uh, for a Blu-ray, but still, that just shows you the collectability of these things. Uh, Code Red Media is another one, and Code Red Media, the owner of that of that company, uh, his brother is the owner of Scorpion. So there you go; they're they're brothers, and they they work in conjunction with each other. And it's, I think that's really cool. But he's released some really good stuff. Uh, he's a little bit harder to. I believe his name is Bill. I'm not sure what his last name is, but he's a little bit harder to to get movies from, you have to go through some hoops to get movies from him. Um, 
Sometimes he'll have something out of stock and then all of a sudden it'll show up for an hour or two. A uh, prime example would be Romano Scavolini's notorious uh, 1980 slasher movie called Nightmare. Um, that is one of the most sought-after Grindhouse slasher movies from back back then, and he has the rights to it. And I actually bought the Blu-ray, but they're not cheap, and you just you have to be on his site. At a, you just have to luck out, and oh hey, there's they're for sale right now, and then boom, out of stock. Uh, same applies for some of the other stuff that he's got: Nailgun Massacre, Savage Streets with Linda Blair, Brotherhood of Death. Um, just Before Dawn, Neon Maniacs, uh, Lucio Fulci's from, uh, Voices from Beyond, which I believe that was his last movie. Uh, I have that one. Uh, and I have Just Before Dawn as well. Uh, but the limited, limited, limited quantities. We're talking 1,000, maybe 1,200 copies. So those are, that's another one that if you see them, pick them up. I don't think that Code Red Media is the quality that Scorpion and Scream Factory is. However, the movies that Code Red releases are even more obscure than some of the other companies. So the fact that they're even on Blu-ray is, uh, is impressive to say the least. Um, European countries, I'm going to hop over to European countries, stuff like, um, uh, very limited quantities like reanimator one and two got a major, major remastered release over in a couple foreign markets. I got the steel book of parts one and two highly collectible out of print get them. They look fantastic. Uh, and then there's even like obscure stuff like, uh, the, in the, the 1980s slasher movie, trick or treat that was released in a limited edition with cool artwork. Uh, Dario Argento's sleepless was released over, I believe over in Germany. Um, so anyway, uh, even some of the hammer movies are, are hard to find, but UK released some great, uh, some, if they had some great releases of them yet, they're hard to find and they're, they're, uh, they're highly collectible, especially if you get one completely with the slip cover and the DVD included. A lot of these have uh, have the Blu-ray and DVD. And while you, for me, it's like I, I don't care. I could care less. I don't want the Blu-ray or the DVD, but um, it's just an added collectability type thing. So if you have these, don't don't get rid of the DVD. They need to be complete. So keep the DVD. Um, I'm running out of time, but I, there's there's so much more that I had wanted to talk about. Um, you know what? I might actually just stop for now because I have enough stuff that I would like to go over as far as I want to talk about out of print stuff um, and movies that are so obscure that they almost never drop in price, even though they're not out of print. And then uh, the encoding process of Blu-rays, both here and over in the UK and in Asian markets. So I'm, and there's a couple things that I skimmed over on this episode. So I might actually next, next episode wrap up uh, the whole physical media thing. So I'm just going to stop right now because I don't want to keep going. I don't want to, I don't want to rush it too much, but anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope that it has given you a little bit more insight into where we are right now with physical media, the importance of physical media, especially not, not just as collectability now, and it's cool to collect, but down the road when these things are not available anymore, when, when they're, almost, I don't want to say art, but kind of art on your shelf that, Oh, look at this, look at this cool cover and look at all the special features and the packaging in this, this booklet that was put together that is so cool and informative. Uh, and you know, I've got number 568 of a thousand. Uh, I just think that's so cool. And, uh, and I'm going to keep on collecting movies as long as I can. Uh, hopefully the Blu-ray format will live on to see another day many years from now, uh, or even get, to something else. I'm, I'm cool with, 
if the 4K Blu-ray hits and and stays, I'm 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 on board. It, it'll take me a while to upgrade just because I've got so many Blu-rays, but uh, I'm all for physical physical media. So anyway, that's going to do it for net for me for today. Stay tuned for uh, for the continuation of this when I wrap up the physical media chat. Uh, as always, you can get a hold of me at eugene-weaver at hotmail.com. Uh, feel free to listen to um, myself on my uh, my sister show, Movie Freaks, MF Pod, over on uh, YouTube, as well as listening to our friends over at Cinema Sidekicks on iTunes. They've got a great show. Uh, that's going to do it for me today. I'm Eugene Weaver. Thanks for listening. <laughs>